What's up, family? This is Paul from Free Life Community Church, and you are listening to Practicum Podcast. What's going on, family? I hope you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful morning. Man, just looking outside, uh, the the timing of or the taping of this podcast, um, it is a day after Valentine's Day, and I uh, hope you guys had a wonderful Valentine's with your loved ones, your husbands, your wives. Hope all was well. And we've been having, I live in Southern California, we've been having a little bit of heat last week. Um, if you know Southern California, you know that we have to have perfect weather to do anything in life. If it sprinkles, it's it's uh, it's raining, it's pouring, right? And if it's a little bit of heat, we're like in the desert. And so if it's not like 70 to 72 with a slight breeze from the west side, man, it's, it's done. So we've had a little bit of heat. Uh, but looking outside in the morning, like I was saying in the beginning, it's it's good. You know, I was outside. It's a little brisk, right? It's a little brisk. Um, so it's been good. So I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. Um, and again, from the, the taping of this show, we just had um, a Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56 here in Southern California, SoFi Stadium, Gold Rams. We just won the championship. So I hope you guys had a wonderful Wonderful time watching the Super Bowl with your friends and your church. We had it in our church, and it was a good time. It was a good time all around. Uh, last week, or uh, we preached on, or we're starting this series because it is the month of February, and so we're in the series called Life in Love. Life in Love. And the first week, we talked about what does it look like to live a life in love through faith, hope, and knowing that God will never, ever stop loving us. And so this week, we continued on on how do we live a life practically, uh, a life of sacrifice, right? And this word sacrifice, um, I mean, simply, it's, it's letting go something to do something else, right? Letting go something in order to do something else. And so, um, well, for me, obviously, you know, being married and having kids, you know, before you get kids, I mean, you know what, I'm, you know, this is trailing off a little bit, but I got to say this for y'all married couple out there. Marriage is awesome. It is. And I'm not married that long. So I'm going to speak to the generation or the people that just got married. That that's my demographic right now. And so for those that, that, um, that, that I got married, like, it's cool. You sacrifice some stuff for your husband or your wife. Like, you know, maybe you've never, uh, um, you know, maybe you've always went out with the boys on Monday night, but now you got a wife. Maybe you got to kick back on that a little bit. Um, but I don't think married couples without kids, and I'm not saying that's all like this, but for me, if you don't have kids, <clears throat> sacrifice means a whole different thing. I didn't know how real it got until I had my son and I had to take him everywhere. Right? Like you just can't leave them like you do like a dog or a cat or a pet. You got to take your especially like right those first. Well, he's six. So I still take him everywhere. But those first like a uh, few years, uh, you got to take him everywhere. And you got to you got to you got to sacrifice that. Um, <clears throat> and so sacrifice the time of being alone or doing your thing. And so you got to because nobody's going to watch him. <laughs> so I didn't know that got real, real quick for me. So I was like, man, I got to take this guy everywhere. Anyways. Um, and so, so, you know, so we were um, talking about what does it mean to live a sacrificial life and looking at Abraham. 
um, particularly in Genesis 22, 1 through 14. And if you want to hear the whole sermon, you can always go to our YouTube channel um, and and uh, listen to that. But, you know, basically in the short time we have together, we were looking at the life of Abraham and how he loved God through sacrifice. And if you know Abraham, <clears throat> Abraham sacrificed a lot throughout his life. I mean, this guy had to sacrifice his home um, and the the stuff that God has blessed him with um, because this guy was set. Like Abraham was good. He had a nice home. He had a nice crib. He had servants. Uh, he had, you know, uh, people to come and clean and probably and, and he had uh, sheep and all this cattle, which now probably you know, uh, translates into stuff like cars and toys and houses and all that stuff. So this guy was good. And all of a sudden, God says, yo, Abraham, go to this area. Abraham did not complain. He just said, boom, he took everything and bounced. Right. Abraham almost had to uh, sacrifice his relationship with his wife because the fear of the Egyptians might take her. Right. He goes into the land because there was a famine and he tells his wife, listen, you're hot, you're beautiful. And so if they know but you my wife, you're not related to me. They might take you. So you my sister. So they might not take you because you're my family. So you almost had to do that, right? Uh, he had to sacrifice his family so there may be peace because you know, he was living with a bunch of people. And if you guys know, living with a lot of people in your family or your house, <clears throat> a lot of, you know, the ethnic community that we do that, uh, you start rubbing, you know, elbows against each other. And so in order to be peace amongst the families, amongst the people, he left, right? He had to bounce. He gave his cousin almost half of everything and he bounced. Um, Abraham to, had to sacrifice maybe some of his friends and family. And what do I mean by that? Remember Sodom and Gomorrah? That's a real thing, my friends. I don't know what to tell you. That's what I believe in. Um, and so when the people of Sodom and Gomorrah and the culture of Sodom and Gomorrah were uh, defying God and, and being just ruthless with the world, you know, he, he prayed to God and says, hey, listen, man, I'm going to bring you 50 believers. None. 20, 10, 5. None. And so he had to wipe them out. All he ate saved his lot. And his wife, but y'all know what happened to his wife, right? Turned around, turned to Saul, <clears throat> and and I think in, in comparison to to what what we, we might be diving into a little bit is those are small sacrifices um, because the biggest of them all, and some of you guys know where I'm going with this, is his uh, almost sacrificing his son Isaac, his son Isaac, and in the verse even it says, uh, "Take Isaac, the son in whom you love." Abraham was a huge family man, big family man, loved his family. And like, like we do, love our families. We'll do anything for our families. But imagine God telling you, take your son, take your daughter and sacrifice him or her for me. Imagine, just think about that. Let, let, that, let that marinate in your life a little bit. Because unless we are asked to give up something that we truly love, that's like... <clears throat> that's like in our life and embedded in our DNA. I don't even think that I even know what sacrifice truly means. Like I, when I was reading this verse, I started getting teary eyed because I just replaced Isaac with Joshua. And that's my boy's name. Imagine if God told me, take Joshua or take Rebecca, my wife, or take Lily, my daughter, and sacrifice it for me. And if you read in the Bible, not sacrifice as just like a metaphorical sense, just go to the altar and says, you know, uh, uh, you know, Hannah, Hannah did that to Samuel in the Old Testament, right? And if I have a son, he is yours. So she's sacrificing his son to be in the ministry or whatnot. But imagine if he says, no, go take a knife and kill your son or daughter in order for, for me to know, God to know 
that you are faithful. Imagine he said that to you. <clears throat> I don't even think we would listen to that voice. <laughs> we would not listen. We'd be like, nope, next page. And I think some of the stuff that we as Christians, we have to understand that, yes, Jesus is loving. Yes, God has grace on us. But there are things that God knows in our life that if we don't let go, we will never truly able to see and to experience the fullness of God. I truly believe in that. In order to see the true fullness of God, we have to know who God is. We have to know uh, as much as we can the wisdom of God, the thoughts of God, and obey those commandments, obey those uh, things that God is as teaching us. But what if we don't do that and say, and we start picking and choosing? <clears throat> Excuse me, and, and and it's hard to do that. It's not easy. Even in my life as a pastor, leading a church, leading a family, serving the, serving the church, serving the family, is not easy. And yet God asks of us to sacrifice every single day. Because you know why? Number one thing, because we have sin in our lives. That's it. No matter how much we do good, you know, like, you know, no matter how many times we can give back to our community, no matter how many times we can go to church and never miss it, no matter how many times we can tithe regularly, we still have sin in our lives. Sin, which means things in our lives that will separate us. Maybe it's our own ambitions, our own drive for career. Maybe it's even coveting or uh, idolizing our relationships rather than God. Because as soon as that happens, we start leaving God. We cannot have both. Even the Bible says you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve two masters. And I think we as Christians take that very lightly. I don't think in this generation, and this is just my thoughts again, I don't think in this generation we really know what it means to love God. Yeah, we have time of we praise and emotionally we love, and maybe spiritually we're there, but physically and mentally and practically, what does it mean to give up something? What does it mean to maybe even give up your job in order to follow God's will? What does it mean to even um, <clears throat> spend time, spend less time with the family and, and not, not in the sense of like, you know, you neglecting your family, but focusing more on God rather than the ability to build this uh, cookie cutter, uh, awesome, uh, Instagram worthy family life. That's what I'm talking about. And it's hard to say. Because if we were called out to be different, we, if we were called out to be holy in our life, then there has to be actions of life. There has to be some practices in our life that does not look like the world. And yes, we might get persecuted for it. Yes, we might get canceled from it. But isn't that worth it? And to be closer to God than to be accepted by the world. I think so. So I think a couple of things that that what it means to sacrifice for God is number one is look around your life right now. What are the stuff that is valued to do? Maybe you have to write it out. <clears throat> Maybe you have to write out some of those values or some of those priorities. List them. And this is the analogy that I always do in my own life. Right. This is the analogy that I do. And this is silly, but it's always that fire in the house situation. If there is fire in the house. What would I first take out? If I look around my house, if there's fire in the house, what is so important to take out? And the more and more I, I dive deeper into God's word, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying that I have it right together. But, but the stuff that I would take nothing in my house, I, there's nothing of worth. 
I'm looking at it right now. I mean, I don't got much. And I think the reason why I don't got much is I'm trying to practice. I don't need much. I only need the word of God, the communion of my family, both church and like nuclear, whatever you want to call it. Because for me, church or worshiping God doesn't come in a wall, doesn't come in a room in my house. It just comes in me practicing and listening to the word of God. As long as I have my Bible, I'm straight. And that's what I'm trying to teach my family as well. That's what I'm trying to teach our church as well. There is nothing in this life worth more than your connection with God. There is nothing. I'm going to say it again. There is nothing. Not your job, not your family, not your kids. There's nothing. Because as soon as you focus more on the other things of the world rather than God, then you are saying, you know what? This is more important because, again, I'm going to go back to it. Some of y'all may be not listening. You cannot serve two masters. There's no equal to God. I think we have to understand this. You know, we live in a world where we're, we're so infatuated with this idea of equality. And I get it. Every man is equal, right? But no man is equal to God. Maybe we're equal to each other in the sense of worth and, and dignity, but not to God. So in that sense, there is nothing that I would put up against God that I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to take my family first. I'm going to take my car first, or I'm going to take my title first. Nothing. And I think that's what God was trying to do to Abraham consistently and continually. And that's what God is doing to us. And that's the practice part, right? Don't think that the sacrifices only come in big moments in your life, whether that's like a job change, right? I hear this a lot too, and I don't want to be skeptical about it, but I hear this a lot. You know what? I've been working in this job for 10 years and God is finally telling me it's time to go. Maybe, but I think God in the meantime is also telling us that there's things that you got to sacrifice continually in order for you to see what I'm trying to do in your life today. Do you think people never bothered Jesus? I guarantee you Jesus was bothered every single day, whether that's for a good reason, like they want healing, or whether that's for a bad reason, like the Sadducees and the Pharisees, always checking up on him. Everywhere he went, they were there on the side making side comments, right? Some of us would call even this the cross in our lives that we have to bear. That's for another, that's for another talk, though. But today we're talking about sacrifices. So what is it in your life? You look around. That you might say, you know what? I covet this, right? I keep hold to this too much. I value this too much. I remember, I'm a huge, obviously, sports is a big thing. And for you guys out there, if not Dallas Cowboys fans, boo you. This is, this is my show, so I can say what I want. <laughs> so I love the Dallas Cowboys. And I had this Emma Smith jersey that I got as a gift. I think I still have it somewhere. I covet that. I might have to let that go. I don't know yet. <laughs> I, I, I had this jersey, man. Emma Smith jersey. I think it was like a throwback or like the all blue one. I'm not sure. And I got it as a gift from a community center that I used to go to when I was a kid. And I used to wear it all the time to the point where like it's not 22 no more. It's like 20 <laughs> or 202. I don't know. The colors are so faded. And then one day I got a new one, a 22 throwback. This was a th- like a vintage one throwback, if you know, with the stars in the, in the shoulder pad area that my friends got me for a birthday. And it was cool, but I liked my Emma Smith better. And at the same time, you know, I left it in a van somewhere. And my mom, because she thought I got a new one, 
she would uh <clears throat> she gave my old one to my cousin and I love my cousin but as soon as I heard that I exploded with anger. I was like, how can you do that? What is wrong with you? You have no idea. You know I'm trying to get to the NFL. <laughs> this is my idol. You know how you can do that to me. So I went to my this is so bad. You talking about stealing candy from a baby. So I went to my I went to my cousin. He had no idea. He just thought it was a shirt because he's from Korea, so he doesn't know football. He had no idea. He saw a storm. So he thought I was going to kill him for something that he didn't even do. He had no idea why I was mad. So I was like, get your butt over here. Where's that shirt? <clears throat> and, he, and he turned it over. What I'm trying to say is sometimes that's what stuff does to us. It creates an emotion. And what God is saying is, I know that emotion. I know that anger. I know that jealousy. I know that greed of yours. And that's what I want. That's what I want. So you know why? So I can fill you with the love and the peace of joy that you cannot get from those things. That you cannot get from this world. But in order for, for that to happen, you got to sacrifice it. You got to do it. I'm not going to take it from you. Right? God is not a, a mind controller. He doesn't do that. The Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. But God is not a mind controller. He's going to point it out. That's what he's going to do. He's going to point it out and say, this is what is in your life. That you might love more than me. And in order for you to experience what I'm trying to do in your life and show you the peace, show you the grace, show you what it means to be in relationship with me. I'm going to need that. It's for your good. I'm going to need that. And some of us are, are, are reluctant, but we give it slowly, right? It's okay, slowly. And some of us are cold, cold turkey. You know, there's so many stories where I know, like, you know, people of God, uh, they said, I used to smoke like 10 packs a day and drink like four times a week. And all of a sudden I met God, boom, it was gone. And that's a miracle. Praise God. And some people are still a journey. Like for me, some of the stuff that's in my heart, like lust and pride and anger and anxiety and skepticism, all that stuff, um, I'm still working on it. Still working on it by the grace of God. And some of y'all won't let go. Just won't let go. And you're blaming everybody else for your won't let go. Well, he should have changed or she should have changed. Or the church should have changed. Or the pastor should have, you know, made you know, made me in this position or in that position or treated me better. Rather than that anger, that jealousy, give it to me. That greed, that sense of I want, I want, give that to me. Put it on the cross. And so my friends and family, if you truly love God and you want to experience God's fullness, we got to start letting go of some stuff. Sacrificing. Sacrificing. Living a life of sacrifice because that is our worship. It says in the Romans, that is our worship. Because you know what was the ultimate sacrifice? That God did for us, that Abraham didn't have to do, is sacrifice his own begotten son, his holy son, who knew no sin, who lived without sin, his son Jesus Christ, who came to earth, who taught, who preached, who did miracles. But the assignment was to die for our sins. That's the assignment to sacrifice his own life so that we may be free. And when we accept that, we will have eternal joy, eternal peace, so that we can continue to sacrifice for others. So go forth, live a sacrificial life, be blessed. Love you, fam. God bless you. Peace.